Welcome to the TDM Modernization in the DoD podcast hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. As the DoD undergoes technology transformation periods and updates their legacy systems, there are several challenges to address. One of the main questions that has to be addressed is how to modernize and support networks with legacy systems while continuing to adapt for the future and maintain readiness. Today, we are speaking with David Rouse, Director of Department of Defense Sales with Verizon, and Chris Ransbottom, Senior Director, DOD and International Programs at Siena, who will discuss the advantages for the DOD with TDM modernization and the ways it can help improve mission readiness. And Chris and David, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, thank you. Sure. Yeah, it's great to have you both. And let's start, I guess, at a high level to help our audience really understand this topic. Tell us what is time division multiplexing or TDM modernization? And we'll go with David on this. Thanks. And so the concept of TDM modernization is really an industry-wide initiative that's been going on for some time now. TDM is a 30-plus-year-old technology in telecommunications networks that really has kind of reached its lifespan. And so moving to more modern state-of-the-art networking technologies is really the process of sunsetting those TDM technologies and then the products and services that are built upon it and moving them to next generation technologies to create new capabilities and more efficient solutions for our customers. All right, great insights there. So perfect segue actually into my next question. So why is TDM modernization an important task for the DOV to undertake. And we'll actually start with Chris on this one. Yeah, so there, there's a number of factors, and Dave kind of touched on that briefly. It's an efficiency. A lot of these TDM networks are still kind of run separately from the more modern kind of IP-based Ethernet networks out there today. So there's a true cost of actually running these multiple networks. That's one aspect of it. There's, uh, as Sienna's an equipment vendor, there's actually aging components. So a lot of this equipment's been out there for 20 plus years. Almost all of it's been discontinued. So we've had to evolve and build new products today to still kind of maintain that TDM capability. But it's really, it's that gateway that's going to be able to integrate into the modern day IP core infrastructure. Some other things that are of interest, especially in the DoD space, there's, it is another cyber plane that needs to be defended. And because some of this equipment's so old, it's not really had modern software implemented on it, kind of at risk that is really difficult to do an assessment on of what is the risk of an attack on a TDM type network component or network device. And then to kind of finalize as well, there's an aging workforce. So A lot of the new generation of network engineers, network architects, they don't have the experience with operating and maintaining these TDM systems. So could definitely impact your mean time to repair if there is a failure out in one of these TDM networks today. All right, great. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate this insight. David, anything to add to that? I think, you know, Chris hit hit on quite a few of the major topics there. And again, I think looking at it from a service provider perspective is, you know, we're increasingly in demand to deliver highly scalable, highly flexible solutions. But then I think the other piece is automation as well. And so as we've evolved into 
cloud adoption and service orchestration, you know, on an end-to-end basis, those capabilities have grown up in these newer packet-based networks and software-defined concepts that are architected around the latest and greatest networking technologies. They're not directly transferable back to legacy technologies like TDM. So it has kind of this domino effect from the types of services that are available to how those services are delivered, the cybersecurity attack surface that Chris touched upon. It really has a cascading effect throughout an organization, whether it's a service provider or government agency or other customers that collectively Sienna and Verizon serve. Yeah, great. And you bring up a good point there about modernization. So really stepping back, what has caused some of the slower adoptions of more modernized technologies today? And we'll actually stick with David on that one. So I think one of the big challenges on any type of modernization effort or transformation effort, I think there's a couple key areas that I've seen in my experience that are of concern. One is culture and the other is budget. So, you know, it's important to understand that any type of transformation journey, you're looking to evolve to a more desirable end state over time. You know, sometimes that comes with a change. And Chris touched upon the the workforce side of this, that, that folks have grown up in working and supporting certain types of architectures and infrastructures and certifications and so forth and moving to something new and different, you know, it can have a, be a challenge from a culture perspective. I think the other piece, looking historically back to the TDM days, oftentimes you had separate voice and data architectures. And so there could be a voice team, whether it's within a service provider or a customer organization, and then a separate data team. And now you're talking about bringing those two organizations together to deliver converged services. Change can be scary for folks. And so trying to understand how to navigate the cultural impacts of an organization and move towards something new and different, you know, can always be a bit of a struggle. The other piece is, you know, balancing day-to-day sustainment of operations versus how and where to spend capital or in the government world, how and where to spend procurement dollars to evolve systems and solutions to kind of that next generation. And especially in the government, if it hasn't been budgeted for appropriately and under the right timelines, it's potential to run into budget shortfalls and so forth that can impact the ability to modernize under a certain timeline. Thanks, David. Chris, anything to add to that one? Yeah, for sure. I think there's also challenges of understanding really a lot of what's out there from a TDM perspective. If you look in DOD today, There's a ton of these command and control systems, networks that are part of weapons systems that are all TDM-based today, and there's a lot of reluctance to change them because they work today. So I think that's one of the challenges is a lot of these applications that are still TDM-based, some type of a sensor that may be delivering a critical piece of intel to a commander. There's a lot of reluctance to go in there and start changing that because TDM did have some technical advantages over how we build networks today, things like timing synchronization that really have to be part of this re-engineering of TDM to IP modernization. And there's not a lot of expertise out there. So that's why I think CNN and Verizon together make a good team because we do have the expertise to go and do an evaluation 
and then come up with a plan that's really going to meet the network requirements to be a very deterministic capability because that is what TDM did bring to the table was it was a very deterministic and reliable transport technology versus although there's a lot of that capability in IP Ethernet networks today, I always kind of give the analogy of it's like the train system versus driving around the DC beltway where the train system has fixed amount, fixed cars. It goes from point A to point B. It's very deterministic. It's on schedule almost all the time, as opposed to you get in your car to drive from Virginia to Maryland on the beltway. And it may take you one hour, it may take you two hours to get there because you have all these cars and trucks and everybody going into all different paths and directions. And that's kind of the distinction between TDM and IP today as well. So there's a good way, and I think we have the expertise to really kind of help steer that direction as well. Excellent. Thanks. And, you know, along the lines of budget, so what are the benefits of TDM modernization that can really help decision makers in the DOD when submitting budget requests? And actually, Chris, we'll stick with you on this one. All right. Yeah, like I said, you know, there are experts like Sienna, like Verizon out there. We're working together to do this. So we have a great deal of expertise in doing this. Sienna brings the products to the table. Verizon brings the process and people and expertise as well. So even though there are challenges, there are ways to do modernization in increments. So it's not an all upfront cost. And I think that slowly this transition is going to happen. It's just, it's going to take some dedicated budget to go do it. Excellent. Thanks, Chris. David, anything to add to that one? Yeah, I think that Chris is right. You know, it's going to have to take a very intentional approach to budgeting and especially with the government and the amount of infrastructure we're talking about. It's, you know, it's not going to be a, an overnight activity. It's been ongoing for several years now, actually. But I think, you know, again, it's important that it is recognized that, you know, the critical importance of modernizing this infrastructure and what it means ultimately to the warfighter that, you know, we have a solid foundation for the other applications and services that are deployed globally over time. And, you know, so getting the budget in place, which can take some time on the government side, is critically important so that we can, you know, as a collective industry and government alike, we can execute on it. All right, great. And let's switch over and talk about use cases. Can you share some use cases for TDM modernization? And actually, David, we'll stick with you on this one. Thanks. So from our perspective, where we see a lot of emphasis around, and I'll touch on this from both from a customer perspective and also, you know, from a carrier service provider perspective. So on the customer side of the equation, probably one of the most obvious areas is in voice communications. So moving from those legacy voice switches to you know next generation IP-based voice and unified capability architectures is clearly an area that TDM modernization plays a massive role and is really at the core of it. The challenge on the legacy side is that the equipment oftentimes is end of sale, end of life, end of support. Software loads are no longer being developed. Back to Chris's earlier point around cybersecurity attack surface, as well as operational and performance considerations. You know, we also see the transport type of 
scenarios for just, you know, kind of enterprise networking, if you will, and the currencies of, say, Ethernet, for example, of 100 meg, 1 gig, 10 gig, 100 gig, and now, you know, moving beyond to 200, 400, 800 gig transport and the infrastructure required to support that versus what exists in legacy TDM architectures, especially as you get into these really high-speed type scenarios, there's not an equivalent in the TDM currencies to get where you need to be without some really, really super creative engineering. And so I think that's maybe a couple areas on the customer side. For a service provider, you know, we're always looking to optimize operations. Another benefit of moving away from TDM is a smaller footprint of the infrastructure that we need in our network and in the backbone. We move to smaller footprint in terms of real estate. We move to smaller footprint in terms of power consumption and getting away from legacy copper, legacy TDM infrastructure is something that, you know, as a service provider, we're looking at as an opportunity to meet those objectives as well. So it's starting to show up more than just purely the technical side of the equation for us as a service provider. Thanks, David. Appreciate that. Chris, any use cases to share? Yeah, I think, you know, Dave touched on the main use case for TDM elimination, and that's around voice. There are still quite a bit of these command and control sensor type applications that are out there as well. And I think that's where we start to get into some real challenges with how to approach that. And like Sienna as a network manufacturer, we make gateways, we push those as close to the edge as possible so that we're taking that Ethernet or that TDM traffic and modernizing it to an IP-based core. But then there's some engineering tricks that we need to do to ensure that we're still emulating that TDM service across that IP core that is really a converged core of all kinds of, from a service provider perspective, it's, it's that residential traffic, it's that mobile backhaul traffic, it's Ethernet business services. So that's one core infrastructure that's supporting all these different types of data types through the network. But it's ensuring that you've got a segmentation that's going to support this TDM type service from end to end, even though you have one common IP core infrastructure. And I think that's one of the big challenges is, again, on these weapons type systems that DoD still has a lot of TDM embedded into it. Got it. Well, great. Well, for our last question, it's a bit future focused. So once the DoD completes TDM modernization, how will future modernization activities be affected? And we'll actually start with Chris on that one. Yeah, so I think once we get to a common core infrastructure, then really I think that the big thing is, of course, the bandwidth demands continue to increase. TDM would never support the next gen of bandwidth past 800 gig, past uh, terabit type data flows that we're really getting into. But having that common core infrastructure in place is, I think, key to what's going to be coming in the future. Still more and more data being moved to the cloud, more compute and storage moving out even to the edge for that edge cloud compute capability as well. That's part of 5G infrastructure is the whole MEC mobile edge cloud computing capability to ensure that the user experience is always going to be where it should be. 
capable to deliver things like streaming video in real time, and then even these mission systems and make sure that they're reacting and acting appropriately on the network from a user experience perspective. Excellent. Thanks, Chris. David, any thoughts to share on that one? I think, you know, kind of piggybacking on Chris's comment about edge compute, I think that's definitely an emerging space that's impacting the industry. And you really think about it from kind of buzzwords like fourth industrial revolution or real-time enterprise. Again, I think it comes back to the companies that are delivering the innovation, be it service providers, be it OEMs, you know, the software developers, the whole gamut. This environment's all being developed on these newer technologies. And so to be able to take advantage of it, it's, you know, getting in off of legacy technologies and onto to the latest and greatest capabilities that are out there and then enabling how we get edge compute, we get closer to the source of the data, we get closer to the consumer of the data. We analyze and drive uh, low latency use cases around that. So getting into off of the TDM infrastructure onto the next generation infrastructure, it opens up the aperture for DOD to begin to consume these new capabilities that are being delivered. If you think about even what's happened over the last 15 years, say from a broader perspective, capabilities that didn't exist 15 years ago. I know that's kind of the desire of DOD has been for some time now is kind of this common experience and information at the point of need, any user, any device, anywhere in the world securely. These next generation architectures, edge compute, et cetera, are the things that are delivering that. So the importance is getting on the proper foundation so that then capability can be built on top of it. All right, great. Well, this concludes the TDM Modernization in the DoD podcast, where David Rouse, who's the Director of Department of Defense Sales with Verizon, and Chris Ransbottom, Senior Director, DoD and International Programs at Siena, discuss the advantages for the DoD with TDM Modernization and the ways it can help improve mission readiness. David and Chris, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you so much. Enjoyed the conversation.